0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie.
1: Hey, Keith.
0: How's it going?
1: You know, pretty good, just sitting our required
0: six feet away from each other at the moment to record Uh, this podcast with the people. And uh, truth be told, we're one of just a handful of people in the office today... Because of, uh, well, obvious uh, coronavirus-related reasons. Could be our
1: last one in person for a little bit, but we're hoping to keep
0: recording and bringing you a little, you know, distraction for the next few weeks. A little pop in your shop. Indeed. Or something like that. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about Lil Uzi Vert debuting at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with a sizzling streaming week, how he crowds the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and how a certain friend of the podcast inches ever closer to number one on the Hot 100. Ooh. Also... We have some major news about how a certain mega superstar breaks a major Hot 100 record. What a tease. <laughs> Plus, we have an interview with Diplo. Yeah. We
1: caught up with the superstar at his recent Billboard cover photo shoot and talked all about his upcoming Thomas Wesley country album, an update on the next major laser project, and chatted with him about some of the famous pop stars that he's worked with, including, of course, Madonna. Shock. And some of the folks that he'd perhaps like to work with down the road. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. So before we dive into the chart news and our Diplo interview, we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge what's going on in our country and in our world Right now
0: with the coronavirus. So much has changed since the last Pop Shop, folks. Seriously.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, the coronavirus was clearly oh. happening and, and and traumatizing many areas of the world. But we went around, you know, business as usual last Monday. But you we know, had we an interview today. with Robbie
0: Williams, who had a had a Vegas residency.
1: And now he does that because, uh, you know, a lot of everyday activities are being canceled at the moment, including the majority of schools. And employers are encouraging workers to stay at home, including us. But, you know, we'll start doing that by tomorrow. Um, Well, in the music world, the live music business has basically just been suspended indefinitely with major festivals and concert tours being canceled every day, every hour, every minute. Yeah.
0: And, you know, the first, you know, big festival to to pull out, uh, to pull the plug was South by Southwest in early March when, you know, a lot of like big corporations were pulling out, you know, out of out of Prudence and because a lot of business travel was being canceled. But then, you know, Coachella and Stagecoach followed, um, you know, announcing that it's You know, weekends of festivals will be moving from April to October.
1: And now award shows have also started to get moved around with the iHeartRadio Music Awards, originally scheduled for March 29th, now indefinitely postponed. And then the ACM Awards moved from early April to September. It really remains to be seen how that will impact these shows, including voting for the awards, which were closed in the ACM's case. Right. Uh, It's kind of hard to imagine you know those shows in september honoring music that you know already is a year old then will be a year and a half to two years old but they're of course just you know wanting everyone's health and safety to be the top priority at this moment
0: right um and you know not part of our notes but you know there are also i mean there's other events that are happening in april that we don't have an update yet on but by the time you hear this i mean the billboard music awards at the end of april
1: billboard latin music awards
0: are the week before yeah, there's lots of stuff coming. We don't we'll don't. keep a, you posted on don't that. Have, <laughs> we do not know yet. Uh, check Billboard.com because Billboard.com right now is basically your news for all things that are being canceled or postponed. Indeed. Um, and on the concert front, you know, some of the biggest outings impacted our Elton John's Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour um, with its March through May dates being pushed to 2021 as of our recording on Monday. Um, there are brand new Vegas residencies from Kelly Clarkson and the Jonas Brothers, both of which will no longer kick off on April 1st as previously planned. Uh, plus, the March and April dates of Celine Dion's Courage World Tour have bis- been postponed. Uh, Billie Eilish's Where Do We Go Tour dates for the rest of the month have been delayed. Uh, though, Billie did sneak in one final show on Thursday, March 12th. For some brave fans, I have something else to say. Yeah. Um, there were a few acts, uh, like I think Romeo Santos had a show. Post
1: f- Malone the, also had one on the 12th.
0: They, but, but effectively, if, if for the rest of March, all shows that are presented by Live Nation or AEG are just on hiatus Um, and you know at the rate we're going I fully expect shows in April to probably be postponed as well yep um but, you know, it's just everything is super in flux right now. I mean, who a week ago was very different. So, I mean, who knows what 48 hours might bring at this rate.
1: Totally. And, you know, a lot of uh, A-list pop stars have been sending messages to their fans during this time, too, including Taylor Swift taking to her Instagram stories on Sunday night to say that she's keeping an eye on her followers and she's kind of annoyed that she's seeing way too many social gatherings mm. moving forward, despite public health warnings to the contrary. Uh, so her message reads in part, I love you guys so much and need to express my concern that things aren't being taken seriously enough right now. I'm seeing lots of get-togethers and hangs and parties still happening. This is the time to cancel plans. Actually, truly isolate as much as you can and don't assume that because you don't feel sick that you aren't possibly passing something on to someone elderly or vulnerable to this. And then Ariana Grande echoed that sentiment in her own message to fans on Sunday, writing, I keep hearing from a surprising amount of people statements like, This isn't a big deal. We'll be fine. We still have to go about our lives. And it's really blowing my mind. I understand if that's how you felt weeks ago, but please read about what's going on. Please don't turn a blind eye. It's incredibly dangerous and selfish to take the situation that lightly.
0: You know, when, when we talk about Taylor and Ariana, it makes me think about how Taylor and Ariana... I think might be clued into this a little bit more, not just because they're intelligent pop stars, but also because they have you know family members who are either older or maybe have been ill recently, or
1: coworkers. As the next uh, segment that Keith is about to talk about, uh, well, hey, includes.
0: yeah, I, you're like, why didn't you read this further? <laughs> um, well, finally, Billboard has been uh, keeping an eye on people in the industry personally impacted by the illness, including Taylor Swift's label boss, Lucy Grange. Uh, the CEO of Universal Music Group, which is the largest music company basically in the world, home to such record labels as Interscope Records, Republic Records, you know, Def Jam, Capital, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, he was uh, hospitalized recently after testing positive for the coronavirus over the weekend, and he is only sixty years old. Yeah. Um, so. But I'm
1: sure that that freaked Taylor right out, like knowing that people were probably going about business as usual, as, you know, as of last late last week. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, so while you monitor all the plentiful news about what's going on around the world and the country with COVID-19, you can also follow along with Billboard.com for news about the music and the live industry. And just to say before we move on to the fun stuff, we really appreciate you listening to us for a distraction today. I know some of my favorite TV shows and podcasts have been, you know, a very welcome distraction at the moment.
0: All right, so let's get to the distraction, which is the the chart. Let's distract you. Which is the (laughs)
1: distraction chat. Um, Look over here.
0: (laughs) Okay, first up. On the Billboard 200 album chart, Little Uziverts' Eternal A Take debuts straight in at number one, garnering the rapper his second number one album and landing the biggest streaming week for an album since 2018. He previously hit number one with his last album back in 2017 with love is rage two now the new 18 song set starts with 288,000 equivalent album units earned in the u.s in the week ending march 12th according to nielsen music mrc data the vast majority of those units were driven by streaming activity as the album racked up 400 million mm-hmm. on-demand streams for its songs in its first week now that's the uh, fourth largest streaming week ever for an album and the largest since Little Wayne's The Carter Five debuted with 433 million streams back in October of 2018. Next, over on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, Little Uzi Vert takes over the chart as he has a full 20 songs on the list. Yes, indeed, one-fifth of the chart is Little Uzi Vert. Wow. Um, He's only the third act in history to have as uh, as many as that songs on the chart at the same time. And of those 20 tracks... 18 of them are from the new album so the entire new album is on the hot 100 a few artists have also done that in the past so he joins a very elite crew of folks that have done that but still it's a major achievement no matter how you slice it yep also sticking with the hot 100 roddy rich's the box is number one for a 10th week 10 weeks at number one becoming i would not have predicted this keith no me neither like when it when it first came out i'm like really okay and yeah. then ten weeks later, here we are. Yep. Um, no shade to the box. It's no. Just, it was clearly I couldn't tell that it was a hit. We were
1: inside, living in a box.
0: Clearly. <laughs> clearly, we did, we knew nothing. That we we know nothing. Um, well, anyway, it's only the 39th song to spend at least ten weeks at number one, and it's the first since Little Nas X's "Old Town Road" featuring Billy Ray Cyrus spent a record nineteen weeks at number one last year. Meanwhile, friend of the podcast Dua Lipa. Her "Don't Start Now" single hits yet another new peak, rising three to two on the Hot 100. I'm so excited for her and for the song. Will it hit number one? Will it break the box? <laughs> uh, time will tell. Um, yeah, so so it's very exciting at the at the very very top of the chart.
1: And in some major Hot 100 news, Drake breaks the record for the most entries ever in the history of the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, as he logs his 208th hit. With Oprah's bank account with Lil Yachty and the baby. Track debuts at number 89, driven almost entirely by streaming activity. And Drake now jumps past the previous record holder for the most Hot 100 hits that was earned by... I'm wondering (laughs) if the podcast listeners are trying to guess right now. They're thinking Michael Jackson. They're thinking the Beatles. They're thinking Elvis Presley. Sure. But the answer is the Glee cast. And actually, the Glee cast probably covered all those artists I just said. Uh, They tallied 207 entries on the list during the, the... you know, high hay- time show.
0: The heyday of glee.
1: And now it is time for our interview with Diplo. We talked with the superstar at his Billboard magazine cover photo shoot and got updates on his upcoming country album, The New Major Laser Project. And of course, we asked him about working with Madonna, yeah, duh, duh, and Dua Lipa, and rumblings of him working with Lady Gaga. Would love that in the stupid love era. Mm. Some other divas come up in our conversation, including Anya and Barbara Streisand, sure. of course, of course. But we'll let you hear that in context. So take a listen to our chat with Diplo. Why
2: you gotta be so heartless? I know
1: you think it's this. you tearing me apart, girl, the hardest part is you're so out
0: of you so high on attention. Welcome to the Billboard right, Shop how Podcast. You guys doing?
2: Diplo, how are you? I'm good. I'm fantastic.
1: Uh, of course, you have a lot going on right now. There's at least two album projects that you have cooking. Yeah. Uh possibly seven. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? There's, there's always <laughs>
2: more in the back burners, but on the front burners because you want to keep those warm Indeed. in front right. of the stove, right? Which are on the, more on on high. The back ones you kind of they're kind of sautéing, you know, on the electric oven I got recently installed in my house. And um, but coming up really soon, not a concrete release date on the major laser album, but in the next two months it'll oh. be. It'll be done, finished, and released because we have a bunch of summer plays, and then. um But a, the first two singles are coming out really soon. Oh. And um well, the first single was K. which did really well for us. And you're like,
0: and we're not going to put it on the album. Just teaser. <laughs> no, it's going <laughs> to be the album. We have. I
2: mean, because it was a big record and it represents like our brand a lot. The next Diplo single was Thomas Wesley, my side project, which is sort of this project. country fusion record. The first single, the first two singles were "Cam So Long," and. Um, Morgan Wallen, Morgan Wallen, Heartless, which now has the version with Julia Michaels, which went platinum and it's still doing really well. It's climbing in the charts it's and top
0: twenty on the Hot Country Songs chart. Yeah,
2: which is which is awesome for us. Which is cool to work in country because I'm am so used to working with hip hop artists and dance music, which is quick, quick up and down. But um, country records, if they're really well written, they they go for like a year. They climb oh, yeah. charts for a year, which is I mean I'm really that's awesome to be part of that. And you can and you don't get sick of the songs like a lot of times in dance music we we jump on trends and we have to kind of be quick and sometimes. Mm-hmm. The song's on is great, you know, so it's hard to find classics in dance. But with country, you know, and songwriting, folk music in general, I think it's, it's great to have a good song record. So those two records out. The next single is with Thomas Rhett and Young Thug. Wow. It's called Dance With Me.
0: And so all these songs are going to be on the country sort of EP. Yeah, the Thomas Wesley
2: play? album, which comes out Mar- April April 3rd. Amazing. So that's, oh, Those dates Hi are concrete. Man. So Always we can concrete. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> actually,
1: speaking of uh, working in the country world, we were wondering, like, since you started, you know, releasing these records, whether people in country music have been approaching you about, like, who yeah. maybe never thought of working like his, with you previously, like as Luke Combs
2: and Dolly Parton. Yeah, actually, like, Luke Combs was like one of the first ones that I didn't know who he, really who he was, but he's like one of the biggest stars in country. I kind of yeah. like know. I don't know a lot of the new country guys except for the people I like, crossed paths with uh, in pop music, like Florida Georgia Line, Thomas Rhett. Morgan, who I met and I was like, like loved his style. And he was like an outsider already like me and like what he de- what he does in country. And then of course, Orville Peck, who I, I knew through Instagram, whether I knew through the country scene or, you know, some of the other outsiders, like consider Lil Nas X or Mason Ramsey, people who are just, we're just on the fringe of country sure. doing something that style. Um, and then other people like uh, Sergio Simpson, who works for my, 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 management company and who's awesome. One of my first guys was like, wow, that's taking country to like another level and, Living on his own, like not even being part of the Nashville scene, because it is kind of difficult with Nashville. Because a lot of people, um, they that that it's such a a, a club.
0: It's it's, a, it's it's very insular in yeah. Nashville. It's yeah. like it's the songwriters all work together, yeah. and so like when you probably come ambling into town, yeah. they're like, "What the fuck is?" I mean, I did the mean? first
2: guy to really reach out to me. We worked together with Sam Hunt. We did like mm-hmm. we did like s- s- many many records together, mm-hmm. and we had like a lot of different. The issues with each other towards the end because we got to like, we finished records and some stuff went out with his project and me. But he always was the first guy to reach out to me because so I really had a vision for his voice and what he did. Mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of his. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad he's not on that album because I was going to say, have, like,
0: are you on his next album?
2: No, we, I mean, you know, sometimes you don't even know. Yeah, you might be. Yeah, you <laughs> might have to be a writer on some <laughs> of the songs. But um, we never, we never, we have some good, good songs. But you know what? I learned working with him how to like treat the, the scene because he cared a lot about what Nashville. What matters to him mm. most was like, you know, being part of that and not being too much of an outsider because he kind of was too a little bit. in the beginning. Yeah. But I learned a lot working with him, and that's how I kind of completed the album. And I didn't just didn't give a fuck anymore because I I did that with him, and I was like, whoever wants to work with me, give me, give me that record. We're gonna do it our way. You know, we don't have to care about this like Morgan Wallen song. We don't get any country radio play. We no, don't. Which is which is crazy. Yeah.
0: Like it's just a huge because I look at yeah. working it, charts. On so I can I, I'm confirming what you've already yeah. just said, <laughs> which. It's like not unusual, but at the same time, it's really stupid because, like, when you hear the song, you're like, if you didn't know yeah. who was involved with the production, you would just play the song because it yeah. sounds like a country hit.
2: I mean, the, the 808s are threatening to them. I feel like in the in the song a <laughs> little bit. Thomas Rhett makes a lot of like yeah. country pop, but songs. not not with the halftime. I think maybe that's mm. maybe that's the thing. But you know, there's a lot of snap beats and there's a certain tempo. There's a certain formula, and I mean, I, if, you know what? The song's getting listened to. It's the most streamed record for, for Morgan and. One of the most stream country records right now, and it's on the highway. Who gives us a lot of support, yeah. so yeah. that matters a lot. And um, if country records do pick it up, some people do like. So there's a random, you know, uh, station in Wichita or like Canada that plays <laughs> it. But you know, doing stagecoach and having those kids to come there and see me play it—that's I don't need to go through the gatekeepers. Right. And I never, right. I never did my career. I never, I never like waited for someone to be like, that's okay to do, dance mm-hmm. hall or whatever it is. I just did it, and I find the fans, and I think that's what's great about music these days because you don't need to like unlock the gate to get into the scene anymore. Yeah. You so, kind of work outside of it.
0: So we have the country project coming. We have a firm date on that. Yeah. We know what the next single is. The major laser project is coming, but it's on the horizon. Yeah. We don't know exactly what's happening, but I'm sure <laughs> it'll be a star studded affair yeah. with a million guests. <laughs> um, I I, I, I want to make a pivot here um, to sort of swing back to, pop yeah because we are the pop shop podcast um and also because you sort of dabble in every genre under the sun i'm waiting for the Inya collaboration Yes, yeah. i um, love
2: i would love that and
0: yeah i mean that with love i'm really
2: into like irish Broke songwriting too so i feel like she's the one i
0: mean you never know i actually
2: love her albums i, I, I search her albums a lot for samples because i mean she had that huge the one in the the fuji sample yeah. but she also had another the, the record um caribbean Caribbean Blue, which mm-hmm. was like sampled a lot, another record. I like, guess it's, it's a, another awesome one. But I mean, she has like she's, she just has melodies that are mm-hmm. s- amazing.
0: I love the amazing story of when like Diddy sampled Inya on the Mario Winans track. Yeah,
1: the yeah. song, uh, the Ready or Not, right? Yeah. The
0: Mario Winans. And song, she yeah. got artist credit via yeah. the sample, so Inya had like a top five hit on the Hot One Hundred thanks <laughs> yeah. to the sample. Anyway, sorry. So I want to <laughs> pivot to pop, and um, my queen of pop is the queen of pop. Madonna. Yes. Um, she, I mean, Katie vouch. We both saw the Madame X tour. That was awesome. It was amazing. It was. You saw in LA? Yeah. yeah.
2: I, was, I did went to one of the LA We're ones. not at your show. We're not at your show. I
0: think you did the beer thing. Yeah, we're we here. did. Yeah. That was her beer Yeah, uh, I yeah. <laughs> Um, So, uh, indulge me here. Um, it, you've collaborated with her on her last two albums. Yeah. Uh, you had a track on the recent album called Future with Quavo. And you had a number of tracks on the previous album. Um, what is collaborating with her like, is it you kind of bringing in music and cool sounds, and she comes in with the lyrics and is inspired by it, or is it more like let's get in the studio together and sort of? Yeah,
2: we it, we started everything from scratch for her. Um, so with the for, with the Rebel Heart, we did it was like studio sessions like two weeks, which for me is not very common because I, I usually have like one day here for a session, and one day there I write a record, maybe I come back to it with them, I don't sit for whole projects, which is what a producer <laughs> does. But mostly, like if you're going to executive produce album, you got to go for the whole time. Um, but for me time doesn't allow that And I've always been working in a format That's been singles based Whether it's like hip hop or dance music So But with her I like had to do it And I was like She get, didn't take any bullshit Like we were gonna do full 16 hour days And like work, 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 work And I was like Ugh But that's how you make records And you do them quick And you make them And you write And you have a vibe Of the producer Like with I was sort of like the the DJ in that in that album and gave her the modern sound. Before me, it was like Jellybean Benitez or it was like Paul Ogafold or up. like you know, actually like reference Jellybean just no, now. <laughs> I, I'm saying, but I'm saying he was a guy who gave her some no, sounds I mean in, the in the first album. Way. Like, like I mean, no She always knew she always knew like great street like what was happening with with, 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 with dance music. Yeah, <laughs> or, when did, like, or when she did like when she did like Red Light, that was like the drum and bass. Uh, William Orbit. William Orbit. Yeah. So it's like she always had like her pulse on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just happy. To, I'm like for me her to pick me to work with it was like a huge amount of respect to, to me. I was like, wow, she's. Put me in these with these other great. Yeah, you're the new tastemaker. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So you worked on the most recent album. Just one track, though. Yeah. Are there tracks that you guys did together that are sort of lingering in a Madonna vault? There,
2: there's some for Rebel Heart. There was like some some random oh, ones, really? but uh, there were they, they weren't they weren't even close to being finished. There might have been like scratches to start off with, but um, you know, she's very very dominant in the studio and she knows what she wants don't and, she, say. <laughs> and she doesn't Shut and up. she and she hasn't she has a strong opinion and she also has like she knows her brand mm. and what and she also doesn't mind her brand's always changed yeah. and it's crazy that she doesn't she, not, she not only knows it but she knows what the future is going to be like yeah which is very strong like she's one of the most i think strongest artist male or female i've ever worked with that just has like a definition to Identity, what she does. yeah, yeah.
1: Speaking of the many talented people that you've worked with, you and Mark Ronson teamed up with Dua Lipa for "Electricity," which was a Grammy-winning song. Uh, Have you gotten in the studio with her at all for Future Nostalgia, or have you gotten with her for any of her upcoming things?
2: We did. We actually did some some writing demos for that album, but um, we have something new we have that might be another Silk City record. Um, So we we just we're just we both really like we're playing we're playing we're playing with that. um, But you know, it's 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 really about her projects. So I think that's going to come out first, and then. um, See what what hits. But I, I we I I love collaborating with her. The first record I did with her was with Major Laser. It was called uh My Love with with WizKid, which is way ahead of his time. Wow. It was like a Dua Lipa Afro like pop record that honestly was like before she even had her big hit. So it was, was like, it
1: before One Dance too yeah. or was WizKid Arca? Yeah,
2: was, well, right, right around One Dance. Oh, okay. So it was like yeah. it was like How it made it made sense for for England and like London, mm-hmm. but it was it was actually a huge record for us for a little while. We played at Glastonbury with her, but it definitely went it was like way too early for that mm. record, and it's still a really awesome sounding record. And sounds new to me.
1: Well, I was gonna say, speaking of Silk City Two, Mark has worked a lot with Lady Gaga. Is that somebody that you have ever teamed up with? We've, we've, we've I,
2: I seen never lots have. of
0: stuff on the internet where you're <laughs> allegedly yeah. working with Gaga. And
2: we, Mark. We've, I think I've sent like I've worked on stuff with Mark that he might have gone there, mm. and I've and I've known her, and she's really cool. And I met her like a long time ago, back in the day with like, Jeremy Scott, like as a parties girl. You know, I didn't really. I never, I never really went to a studio with her, but I I've, mm-hmm. I've seen her around and she's awesome, but I never had a, no, never okay. had a chance. I'm not really like, these days I, I, I worked in the circuit in LA for a long time where I was like producing whatever and trying to work. But the last three years I've just been like, shit, I don't want to wait around for someone to call me up unless it's Madonna. Right. But uh, <laughs> if and Madonna I, and I, yeah, if Madonna calls, I'll stop what I do. But You should look at that single. If every, 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 <laughs> everybody else. I just kind of like, I'll just start my own projects. Like yeah. I do this, I like LSD. I'll do like a pop thing like this in my own way. I'll do country like I kind of feel like I have the power to do that. So why not just do it myself? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um did you want to ask this one thing?
1: Oh, I th- <laughs> I thought you were going to ask that one. Oh thing. no, which one? <laughs>
0: We'll edit all this out. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so. No, this is great banter. So, yeah, super banter. Keep
1: I mean, out. I was just gonna say, without naming names, um, or you can name them. <laughs> or you can name them. Uh, you have worked with so many people. Like, do you say no to things?
2: Uh, yeah. Like you say yeah. no to
0: like A-listers, <laughs> and you just can't say their name. Um,
2: no. Nah, I think that I, I've actually not really said no to many people. You know, it's all about time. Like, I said no once because it was a time issue to Shakira because I couldn't work on. The album that she did, She Wolf and stuff, because oh. I and I was oh, she wolf. and I was I gave the job to John Hill because we were working together. I was hoping that would would come back in the studio with them and finish stuff, and he just like, <laughs> he, went, he, went to, like he went to Columbia for like, two lose. months and they recorded in Lebanon. I was like, hey guys, I'm still here. So that was probably like one of my and I was like, I went to like three shows I couldn't make her sessions. So that was like the one probably bummer I did.
0: I'm looking forward to the Barbara Streisand collab.
2: I'm ready. She doesn't know my. She's not following me on Instagram, so that's a big. I check. Oh,
0: you
1: follow her though? Of course, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Make,
2: make yeah. it happen.
1: <laughs> um uh, among your many endeavors and your side projects and everything, obviously you also did a Calvin Klein underwear ad last year, and we wanted to know who's the best one? Calvin Harris, yours, or Sean Mendes? I
2: was gonna say Calvin Harris or Calvin Klein. <laughs> Which one's the better Calvin? <laughs> who's the better Calvin? I didn't see Sean Mendez's ad. How did you
1: How miss How did you it? miss it's that one? Twitter on is it Calvin ha-
2: is it Calvin Harris? Is it Calvin? Calvin Klein. Oh but no, it's, it's part of no. The but same Calvin that Harris were. did yeah, Armani. Yeah, his was Armani. Armani. Yes. So I know Calvin for a long time, and his body transformation was very strong, like for the for Armani. <laughs> you
1: uh, saw it before yeah, your eyes. Yeah, I know him. Eyes. I saw
2: it. Hey, we were at the same gym, so I'm not. I'm not even lying. And um, you already had a pre. I didn't see Shawn Mendez and I loved mine. So I'm gonna go ahead and say mine. Obviously, <laughs> that's, I mean that's the right that's the but answer. But I didn't see Sean Mendez, but I love me. And I'm just going to have to still go and vote for myself.
1: Now we're going to make it so people are just tweeting yeah. you pictures of Sean Mendes and yeah. his underwear. I would love so that, sorry about that. Because I know
2: him. I actually text him and be like, hey, I missed your <laughs> ad. Can you send me some, some snippets? Oh, You, you got to
0: Google. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much. Sir. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much to Diplo for taking the time to speak with us. It was really fun to crash that cover shoot. It was, and the photos from it. If you haven't seen them yet, go to billboard.com, including like him standing like barrel chested yeah. in front of a you know, classic Lounging car, in front of a sports car. It looks like he honestly like time machine to the seventies for the photo shoot. It's Very really much. great. Oh, right, I forgot I forgot about the most important thing we asked. Him about. Our final question. <laughs> And now we know where he stands on who had the better underwear campaign, him, Calvin Harris, or Sean Mendes. So if
0: you skip past the interview, you should really go back and listen.
1: Clearly, you need, to, you need to hear that part.
0: All right. We've reached the end of our big show. Um, any parting words?
1: Man, uh, like I said, just appreciate you guys listening, and uh, and we'll keep coming at you as long as you want to hear us.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it it could be a slightly modified show, indeed, in the next few weeks. But you know, we'll 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 be here popping and shopping. What song should we go out on?
1: I mean, not to put be like overly dramatic, because obviously this song was inspired by a very tragic, you know, uh, fatal situation. But we're kind of in a tragic, fatal situation right now. I was thinking Ariana Grande's "No Tears Left to Cry." Okay, you know, because it's like. It's acknowledging sadness, but in the end, it's happy. So let's do that. All right. See you guys
0: next time. Bye.